same old trouble Villains always knocking at the door Pretty pictures on the page But nothing ever stays the same Thank you, Vandello. Hey guys, it's Bear in the driver's seat today. We've got an extra special episode for you. And because of that, we also have some extra special guests. But first thing, as always, my constant companion, the DC Entertainment to my Superman movies. What Marvel and Constantine films did to my Doctor Doom. <laughs> oh. It's Mr. Fallout Fieri himself, Josh Wasta. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you, you took that and you swung for the fence. I man. mean, Congrats it's very rare I'm going to be here sitting in the driver's seat, so I had to I had to take my shot lock. Too. Yeah, it's 24 episodes later. You finally get it. <laughs> So I have the distinct pleasure today to introduce my lovely bride and my all-the-time co-host now, as she has committed to season three, all 12 episodes. <sighs> it's the Baronessa, Jennifer Howland. Thank you very much. And it's my distinct pleasure to introduce our special guests, members of Vandello. What's up, guys? <laughs> we have uh, Megan and Jared Adam. And Derek Big D Chatima. Perfect. Well, welcome. We're very, very glad to have you with us for this special episode. We're happy to be here. We just hope that you know what you signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting for our listeners to hear you actually talking and not just singing, as they are distinctly familiar with you in all aspects now with our wonderful theme song, Graphically Novel, but also for one episode for our Lucifer episode, Evil Streak. Oh, that's right. I forgot when we did that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had a blast writing the theme for you guys. We love a theme in general, but uh, that was our first theme song that we had ever written. And we're a little bit nerdy ourselves, so that was extra fun for us. Excellent. Well, we hope you're going to have some fun with this episode today. So today's episode concept, which came about from a night of drinking, as most of these things do, <laughs> we've all had a decent amount of experience with superheroes and comic books at this point. So I posed to Josh and Jen, let's do just a bonus episode between seasons. Let's pick our dream team. Doesn't necessarily have to be things we've done so far, but group of four to six heroes, cross brands, cross genres. We want a name for your group, plotline, whether you're doing a movie, a comic book, a TV series, your group, uh, our mission statement, if you have any. Talk about what we like as our favorites and what we're doing with them. Awesome. Josh, do you want to go first? I would be honored you, to go you first. You came back after I talked about this. You were like 15 minutes later. You're like, I'm done. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I found that amusing because usually if you send me something, you've like thought about it or like whatever. And you were like, oh, this thing. I was like, cool. So I just sat down. I was like this, this, this. And I have adjusted a little bit. Mm. This concept actually will work with whatever comic company you want to go with. But I did mine specifically for Marvel. And I did mine specifically to be a TV show in the MCU, in, in what is happening now. So my team's name is Social Justice. <laughs> and it combines two of my favorite shows. The first one's going off the air after this season, and that is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I felt has introduced us to elements of the Marvel Universe. And, you know, it kind of got us ready for Doctor Strange because it, like, started to do mystical stuff. Then Doctor Strange was released. So it's kind of like dipping your toe 
in different parts of the MCU. It's like MCU training wheels. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the other show that I would be doing this with would be a little show called Leverage. Mm. Oh, that was a good show. Which, if you haven't seen it, it is a retired insurance adjuster, basically the person that busts people for insurance fraud, finds out that there's you know just a bunch of wrongdoing happening. So he goes and finds all the criminals that he busted and makes a team out of them to go and basically thwart insurance stuff. And then it gets wacky. But there's five elements to it, really. And that is the thief, the hitter, the grifter, the hacker, and the brains. So this will work not just as a TV show, but it'll work as a comic book, obviously, with, you know, wacky adventures. But I specifically made this out of X-Men because they're joining the MCU. And so now there's a bunch of stuff that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. didn't do that mutants now will be an introductory thing. And you can not only introduce some of the mutants, but also their world. So like Savage Land and Krakoa and Genosha and all of these concepts that are new to the MCU. So to start off with, I've got our thief and I know what everybody's going to say the thief is and it's (laughs) not. You didn't take Gambit? I did not take Gambit as my thief. (laughs) And it will be- As his thief. As his thief, okay, all right. (laughs) The thief is going to be Storm. Who was a thief? Yes, nice. It's Sorry, how it's how <laughs> it's how Gambit was actually introduced. Is he was an old thief? He met her when she was a thief. My casting choice for this. So all of these are going to be older X Men. So you can introduce your your Cyclops, your Jean Grey, your Beast, all of these like in the MCU proper as these young kids or whatever you want to do. These are going to be older mutants. So all of the actors are over 40 years old. Sweet. Um, because I want that representation to be like, this is what we understand of our world. And so Lisa Bonet is who I'm going to cast Ooh. as Storm. Nice. Wow. I haven't seen enough of her recently. And I think the last like thing that I could recognize her out of was High Fidelity. But she does a lot of like singing as well. So that's my Storm. That's my Thief. The hitter is going to be Rogue, because Rogue, who will probably end up being in the greater MCU, but... I'm going to, you know, take my chance with it. And to cast her, not going with Anna Paquin, who was a goddamn disaster. Uh, (laughs) Can we go back to Storm for one second? Yeah, yeah, by all means. When I was a kid, I grew up with a brother and then two other, like, really close friends who were basically my brothers, right? So I'm the only chick, and there are three, three dudes. And we used to run around as kids, and we would play X-Men. And I was always Storm because she's a badass. Right? Storm has always been my absolute favorite. The level of nerdity was (laughs) such that like we would sit around the table and we would like have papers all over this like big dining room table. And we would be, we would come up with our own papers and then we would draw them. I can't draw, but some of the other dudes could draw it. So they would you know, we would come up with our own characters and stuff, but mine were like always like influenced by Storm. But I'm really glad that you chose her for your thief because that was something that somehow I missed as a kid. And I don't know if it's because it wasn't like a thing that really came out all that much in a lot of her story. When I was doing a little research for this show here, I was reading uh, Storm's wiki 
yeah. and <laughs> it exists per, first, but um, yeah. And that's where I actually realized that she was like a really accomplished pickpocket. And in some versions of her biography, that's how professor X met her because uh, she picked his pocket when she was a kid. Um, anyway, that made me really happy that you chose her for your thief instead of maybe something that would be a little bit more obvious. Kudos. There's actually a pretty funny story that is that is how Gambit is introduced into the main comics that, to boil it down, there is a spaceship robot that kidnaps the X-Men and turns them into children, and Storm is then escapes and becomes a child thief, and that's when she meets Gambit, is when she's reverted to a child. It's ridiculous and comic booky and amazing. And actually, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so our hitter, uh, not Anna Paquin as Rogue, but is going to be Reese Witherspoon. Hmm. And an actual Southern girl yeah. who's the right age demographic who you haven't seen in a while. And if you've ever seen like... She can be freaking scary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like she can... You know, you know her from like Cruel Intentions and Sweet Home Alabama and these things, but she can bring it. She was a legally blonde. <laughs> like that's the only thing that sticks in I, my head. I understand like... she can bring it because I watch movies that aren't rom coms. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Jen. I'm amazing. I don't like rom coms. <laughs> oh, that's not an accurate Listen, you can representation let people like of my things. voice. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, he can watch them all he wants. I'm gonna give him shit about it. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Your grifter, con man, that's Gambit. You know, you got the charmer, you got the, his secondary mutant ability is the ability to charm you if you don't know he's charming you, which is an actual canon thing and ridiculous. I like the idea of Channing Tatum as Gambit. I have been supporting it for years. If you have watched him in things like This Is The End, um, and some other movies that he pops up in, or uh, God, I always lose it. It's not La La Land. It's the other Hollywood type movie that was done. The one where he was a stripper. No, that's, the one that's Magic was. Mike. Uh, <laughs> I knew you would no, know the no, answer no. to that. <laughs> no, with the Coen brothers, the Coen brothers movie that was old Hollywood, and George Clooney oh, was in it. Uh, and... Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar was the name of the movie. Oh my God, so, so good! And if you haven't seen it, do. Okay, it's so, good. so for all the stuff... That was my favorite part of that whole movie. The rest of it, I was like, not for me. <laughs> yeah, well, it was a lot of ridiculousness in the 1950s. Channing Tatum and Hail Caesar is amazing. This is the end. He, he plays himself. And it, that's another movie that a bunch of people play themselves. And, but he ends up being like the fuckboy of the roving raider squad. They kidnap Channing Tatum and make him their bitch. It is, but he acts it. He's like, he's like, yes, absolutely. Like, whatever you want. <laughs> it's so funny. So he's got some acting chops. I really, really like his acting. But if we're not going with Channing Tatum, because it's a TV show, we probably don't have the budget for Channing Tatum. I'm going to go with uh, Ian Summerhalder. He was in Vampire Diaries, but he's actually Cajun. Um, he was also in V Wars. He's in a couple things. It's funny because the the big news about him right now is everybody's saying that he's going to replace Tom Ellis as Lucifer in the sixth season because of the contract disputes. To which the creator of Lucifer is like, no, no. absolutely not. No, he's a really good. Again, he's got the range. He's actually Cajun, so it won't be like Wolverine Origins where he tries a Cajun accent for three minutes and then drops it entirely. <laughs> Bless his heart. I've been saying Bless. that a lot lately. Bless his heart. 
Well, the the best part of Wolverine Origins is they did not fuck up Gambit like they fucked up every other character in that movie. Yeah. Except for Will I Am. Yeah. Anyway, Hacker. So this is going to be one that your your regular person will not know, and it's a mutant called Sage. And Sage is a living, her mutant ability is she's a living computer. So she has processing power. And so she can go ahead and do calculations at like lightning fast. Oh, she's a mentat. Kind of, yeah. Oh, okay. She also has the secondary power to kickstart latent mutant abilities. So if you have the mutant gene somewhere in you, she can go up to you, touch you, and basically jumpstart you into being a mutant. Oh my God. Oh. How do I get an appointment? Right? (laughs) And Sage also, it's never been stated as part of her background, but my favorite comic with her was called Extreme X-Men, which I've talked about on this show before because it had Gambit Rogue in it. She is drawn typically as Asian. So uh, again, you have representation there as well. And somebody that, again, I haven't seen enough of, Michelle Yeoh. Oh, I just watched Crazy Rich Asians the other day over at Cat and Troy's and... She did an amazing job in that movie. So Michelle Yeoh being Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is what most people know her from. Uh, She's been in a ton of stuff uh, recently. We just watched something with her in it, and now I'm blanking on it. But anyway, then you got the brains. You got the guy that brings them all together. Now, the thing with Leverage is that it was a guy that used to work in where he's now fighting against. You have to have knowledge of things like villainy, because you're going to fight villains. So, in the most recent version of the X-Men comics, they are not led by Professor X. They're actually led by Apocalypse, who has rechanged his whole worldview and is is a good guy now. I find that hard to believe. I'm going to need, I'm gonna need to read that comic. Yeah. House of X, Powers of X. It's, it's a rough read. It's deep, and it's like there's alternating timelines and a bunch of, like, yeah. No. Yeah, I never. Yeah, you're right. No longer want to read. Don't want to read. But I'll find you a, a YouTube choice. video. <laughs> no, but that's a good choice to to for someone who has been in the genre a villain. Yes. And have them say, "Okay, I am no longer on that team. I am now on this team, and I'm totally against the other team now." And not only am I on this team, I'm running this team. Right. DB Woodside is my choice. Um, more recently, people would know him as Lucifer's brother. Starts with an A in Lucifer. I know him from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where he was Robin Hood yep. in in the last two seasons. His yep. mother was a slayer that was killed by Spike. It's a whole thing. Yep, it's a thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I adore him. He is a great actor. But I think that Apocalypse, since you're going to have a lot of prosthetics, you're going to have a lot of like him looking different. The most important part to that is the physicality and the voice. Right. And D.B. Woodside has it. Has the voice, absolutely. Has it in spades. So then you got your main villain. Who are you fighting? Who are you thwarting? Now, Leverage didn't have a main villain. It had a recurring villain. It was like Monster of the Week. Yeah, Yeah. but Nate did have a long-standing rivalry with someone. So our main villain is going to be, and hold on to your pants, Bear, Mr. Sinister. (laughs) (laughs) Chills. Now I'm, Mr. I'm ready to watch the show. <laughs> now, Mr. Sinister needs to be glam as fuck. Because Mr. Sinister is a glam ass villain. He is. I, I'm, I'm so excited. 
you can't have Bowie anymore, unfortunately. That would be my first, would be Bowie TV, and Mr. TV Sinister. budget. Come yes. On. You're going to be just as happy with my next choice. Yes, I am. Tom Waits. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> damn! <laughs> yeah, try to get him, but yes, I appreciate. <laughs> I don't know, man. Is Mr. Sinister that, like, old and grizzled? He would be at this point, because remember... All of these other people are older, and you have to establish a history. I don't, I don't think of Tom Waits as particularly glam. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Now, the brilliant part of Mr. Sinister is also, you can have him be super old in the first season and have him be Tom Waits. When Mr. Sinister dies, he has clones that come up as Mr. Sinister. So you can make him anyone else. There's been a lady sinister there's been all sorts of different and they always have like red lips weird eyes like the red eyes with the, the weird like, diamond on the forehead and the diamond on the forehead that's really all you need so you can actually change sinister season to season with different rock stars oh <laughs> that's okay. actually pretty awesome you can have your your megan adams lady sinister oh thank you yes i accept <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think Mr. Sinister would actually be well played, given your description, uh, by Jonathan Van Ness. Uh, <laughs> From Queer Eye. Yes. Oh, yes. Ah, there you yes. go. Yes. Oh. Yeah, when you were saying glam, I was like, are we going, like, are we going all the way to, like, RuPaul? Are we going to, yeah. are we going to Lady Gaga? Are we going, like, because that's what, what I think of, like, now when I think, Glam. There we go. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, there's Jonathan. Love him. Love him. Yeah. Yes, we love Jonathan. So, yeah. So, the first mission, the first episode that gets them all together is a one time assignment that ends up going into, you know, our TV series. And that is they find out that Sinister has put together a plan. They don't know what it is, but it's in Latveria. So the team goes in and ends up preventing a coup by Miss by Sinister and preserving Doom's grip on Latveria. Oh, you just wrote this for me, didn't you? Introducing Doctor Doom. No one feels good about it. <laughs> Getting all my favorite villains into the same like <laughs> into the same area. That's my my original pitch. That's my show. Um, but I will say that you could do the DC version of this with. The thief being Catwoman, the hitter being Superboy, the grifter being Constantine, the hacker being Oracle, and the brains being Lex Luthor. So I have a question. Sure. What's your show called? Social Justice. Oh, that's With great. the O okay. has an X in it. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want you all to know that you do not have to be that detailed in what you have. I would also like to point out okay. I would also like to point out that this is everything that popped up after, you know, I texted him, hey, let's do this. Here's this an idea for an episode. Minutes of work. Yeah, this is like 15, 20 minutes later. He's like, I'm done. And this is what he spat out. If there's anybody at Marvel Entertainment that would wish <laughs> to uh Again, that's just 20 minutes, and this is like a seven-season show. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. went seven, Leverage went six. You know, it's, it's, I can print money for you. <laughs> All I ask is access to the uh, Marvel offices and a uh, twice twice what I make now. 
twice what I make. Just just a modest amount. Yeah. Uh, let's jump over, Megan. What do you have for us? Oh my gosh. Okay, guys. So we're a band, right? Awesome. So we made a band. Uh, Is Dazzler in this? Oh, please tell me it's okay, like Jim in the. Shh, just. <laughs> just listen, and uh, we will tell you. So I would. Uh, we would like to officially introduce you to the Fortissimo Four. Ooh. Who are Vibe, Mark Shepard, aka DJ, and yes, Dazzler. Of course, she must be there. And then as security, we have Arm Fall Off Boy. I'm not sure if you're quite familiar with Arm Fall Off Boy. Uh, I think out of those, the only one I'm familiar with, the only two I'm familiar with are Vibe and Dazzler. Okay, let us enlighten you. (laughs) Excellent. So this is a Vandello group effort team. Absolutely. So when we first started talking about this, first of all, like we all got real nerdy about it and we're like, well, I'm going to be this. Well, I'm going to be this person. And we're like, no, 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 we're not being these people. We're just building a dream team. So let's refocus here. Um, So we, so we built a band. And uh, so you said you're familiar with vibe, right? Vibes, vibes shit is that he has like seismic shock waves. Right. And he can like, Shatter concrete and stuff. Yeah, is, he your, the, is he your bassist or your drummer? Uh, uh, bass. Derek says bass. Oh, okay, because <laughs> Derek's bass, <laughs> right? So it's it's kind of his powers are kind of surrounded around the ability to control resonance, control uh, some things like that. So there's some audio wave stuff going on there, which is which is pretty cool. So also, wasn't Vibe the one who wore like yellow parachute pants? Wasn't he the one who was like a break dancer? Also, Derek was the only one who was alive, like, during this <laughs> period of the 80s of the three of us, so. So, uh, uh, so apparently, uh, Vibe's first appearance was uh, uh, in Justice League of America Annual Number 2, 1984. 84, um, yeah. Right, and so he was kind of created during the breakdance era, right? So yeah. that was kind of his thing, and they needed to give him a superpower, but... Uh, so the seismic stuff and vibrations and music and rhythm and stuff like that is kind of his thing. So no, it's brilliant because I have I have actually compared Vibe as the DC Dazzler <laughs> <laughs> several times. Several times. Okay. <laughs> okay, so so Mark Shepard, uh, I actually had never quite heard of. So, the only the only Mark Shepard that I know is the guy that played Crowley on Supernatural mm. or Badger yeah. on Firefly. So his code name is DJ, and um, I think this is actually really cool. And I kind of feel like if I had a superpower, this might be it. Based on the genre of music that he's hearing, like he has different superpowers. So like if he hears metal then he can like shoot out seismic blasts. If he listens to classical or if there's like classical music playing, then it's like, oh, like force fields. And if there's dance music, then it's like blinding lights that like give people seizures or some shit. And this is my favorite. If gospel music is playing, he can fly. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's, um, where is he from? 
This is a DC Universe He's character. DC, yeah. Uh-huh. We've put a Bluetooth speaker on that guy and we'll be playing gospel. <laughs> He'll be flying everywhere. Right. You know, now, I wonder, like, is that kind of also a, a weakness? Like, could you use that against him? You know? Like, well, I'm going to play some gospel music and I'm going to send him up into the stratosphere so he's out of my way. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, it, it, it changes. If you're a villain and you're going to play gospel music, are you really going to be a villain? Yeah, right? I, I, absolutely, you're going to be a villain. That's a question, isn't it? Should I speak now? Just a minute. We need to make, we need to make a correction. It oh. appears that DJ uh, is actually listed in the top 10 most horrific X-Men characters so this would be Marvel. My oh, oh, okay. This so, is actually a X-Men character I wasn't familiar with. And on the 10 list of most horrific characters, he actually ranks number six. Just uh, <laughs> to this random website, uh, whatculture.com. So. Nice. Is Maggot on that list? Because <laughs> I don't that's, know. That's my favorite horrific mutant. Wow. So I would imagine that somewhere there has to be a comic that has this guy, because it's the 80s, having a fight in a Sam Goody. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> and that well, it also means that uh, if you're a good villain, you are setting up the fight soundtrack instead of letting the producers do it. Like. Right. <laughs> All right. So, last question, and then we'll move on. What kind of power would this guy exhibit listening to Mixology 101 by Vandella? Ooh. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Flight. <laughs> Flight. <laughs> gospel. It's your gospel. I, I feel like he would have a fedora, and when Mixology 101 would play, he, he could like throw his fedora, which would have like blades pop out of it, and Ooh, he could like, you know, slice people's heads off. He's suddenly odd job. Yes, he's yes, odd exactly. Job. Yes, thanks. Yeah. All odd job. But his mutant ability is for that fedora to instantaneously appear as soon as he's thrown it. Yes. <laughs> or another one. A another one. one. Just <laughs> regenerate infinite fedoras. <laughs> oh my god! As long as they were real fedoras and not trilbies. Right, milady. <laughs> All right. Who else we got? Oh, Dazzler's uh, next. Okay. Okay, yeah. So Dazzler. I identify with Dazzler quite a bit. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But, uh, you know, she's got the ability to turn sound into light and affect people's emotions and stuff like that. And I actually think it's really cool. She, you know, she can take sound waves and direct them with her body and affect people that way and, and manipulate light in a way that she can even like fly and like use microwaves and stuff like that sometimes i'm like okay though sometimes sometimes i'm like okay like isn't this a little bit too simple sometimes i feel that about storm too i'm like is she like too powerful though like whatever's happening right now don't worry about it i'll just like manipulate some weather shit and it'll be fine like i don't know yeah you always get you know the different You always get the different writer that's just like, you know, I always wanted them to have this power. and <laughs> It's going to be a little OP, but somebody's going to change it next time around anyway. There are several lists online, and I encourage uh, all of us and our uh, listeners to go out and find it. it. And it's basically, how many things does Marvel Comics say magnetism can do? Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> Magneto's the same way, right? Yes. Yeah. Magneto! Okay, so actually Magneto would be on my dream team uh, because he's pretty much really kind of unstoppable. I mean, we don't have to get into it. 
but <laughs> depending on how much magnetism can do yes exactly and like you know in some of the movies and stuff it's like you have iron in your blood well <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite actually don't mind me <laughs> my my favorite death of gene gray and i have many of them is when uh they're facing off against magneto and she's already come back like a couple times and magneto just looks at her and goes yeah i i need you out of this fight and just gives her an embolism Right. Like she just like, eh. like eh. cricks her neck and falls over. <laughs> I think that's pushing magnetism a little bit. Yeah. But before we move on from Dazzler, I would like to make a couple of comments. Some of, and this is, I, I think that Megan has selected Dazzler as her, probably her representative character for a few reasons. So other attributes that Dazzler has is that she's highly, she's a highly skilled athlete. Mm. As is Megan. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> well, you're, 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 you you work out for like an hour every morning. So that that's not right. true. So she, she's an accomplished roller skater. As well. yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. my favorite. <laughs> she's a highly accomplished roller skater, as is Megan. I'm actually a very clumsy roller skater. I'm just clumsy in general. But, but, but more importantly, she's a trained singer, actress, and dancer. And that aligns very well with Megan, for sure. That so, actually is true. That, the, uh, triple the triple threat? The triple threat. That's threat. me. That Jen. would be my superhero name. Triple, triple, triple. Is that already someone, though? No, I, I actually don't think so. I'll look okay. it up. Jen's, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Jen's dream house is to all, well, there are several components of it, but one of the components is it needs to be large enough. Well, and open enough. With wood floors that she can roller skate in. Concrete's fine. I want to live in a warehouse <laughs> <laughs> because I want to swing. And I want to roll. I'm 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 nine. I'm nine years old. Yeah. I want to roller skate in my house. I want to swing. <laughs> um, to be honest, you can probably just come over to our house, and <laughs> we can make that happen. <laughs> oh my! So it's Jared and I sitting down having a couple of cocktails while the girls are roller skating. Yeah. I like it. I like it. This is post quarantine. How many people asked you for a swing in here? Actually, yeah. Well, for we real. Don't, well, uh, not that kind of. Well, story. hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, this is a family show. No, it's not. Well, no, no, it's, it's not. not. <laughs> <laughs> you guys may not know this though, but if you did want one of those types of swings, it's okay because everyone's got la 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 la. la, la. <laughs> By the way, you, you cannot stick your fingers in your ears. I know, with headphones, with headphones on, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so last but not least, we're not sure if you guys have ever heard of Arm Fall Off Boy. No, absolutely no. not. This sounds a lot like Screw Off Head Man. <laughs> Potentially. Potentially very similar. He's kind of our favorite. Jared, why don't you tell them about Arm Fall Off Boy? Uh, Sure. So Arm Fall Out Boy is a DC Comics uh, superhero. His first appearance was in Secret Origins, Volume 2, Number 46, 1989. So, Josh, you, you challenged us with coming up with actual comic book characters to fulfill our mission yep. for this episode. So we wanted to keep it, you know, canon. As they well, say. it was it was bare through me. That's well, not, <laughs> that, we understand. Yeah, so, we got so it. Arm, so arm fall off, boy. So his basic superpower is that he can remove his arms <laughs> and legs and use them as blunt objects <laughs> to batter his opponents. I love uh, it. He survived uh, about one episode. Yeah. Uh, one one uh, one comic, and he was killed off. So 
Needless so, to say, he, he's serving as our group security, <laughs> the Fortissimo Four, which is an actual band that we've created in the DC slash Marvel universe. He is actually our stage security. Yes. So he batters the fans away with either arm or leg, whichever is more convenient. He can so also ba- fill in as drummer, so you know, by tearing yes. off an sure. arm or two. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I he's going to be he's going to be the question. new Def Leppard drummer. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I have a question though. All right, what's your question? Did Arm Fall Off Boy happen? And I think I know the answer to this. Arm Fall Off Boy appeared after the movie Mannequin. Yes. I, I feel like it's kind of a ripoff. Well, there's no Hollywood. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I was born in 1986, oh, no. so I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, go tonight and find Mannequin and Mannequin Two. Oh, it's they're they're terrible movies. They're be, really be horrible. Now, Megan, if you if you Keep were in '86, on hand. you might remember a little show on Nickelodeon called Today's Special. I didn't have cable growing up, so if uh, I put okay. on local TV, then. I'm not familiar. However, if you'd like to talk about the Ninja Turtles or Bobby's World, I'm there. Oh, Bobby's World. I love Bobby's World. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that was was one of the ones that my sister watched. And basically it was about... So Mannequin, the movie, and Today's Special, the children's show, are both about mannequins coming to life at night. Horrifying. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. But that was the first thing I thought of. When you described arm fall, arm fall off boy, yeah, yeah. What do we got for? Well, hold on, hold on. Is that so? Do you have a villain or? Oh, do oh, we have absolutely. a villain? Oh, do we have? <laughs> uh, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for this after, after the team. <laughs> All right, boys. Why don't you tell them about the villains? All right, Derek. Why, why don't you? You want to go down the list, Derek? No, you want me? You want me to go down? Okay. Yeah. So for for villains, we have a, we have basically an opposing band. Nice. All right. I, yes. I, I'm yes. loving the. Oh, the, they are the Misfits. Their songs are better. I was just going to say. <laughs> they are not. I'm loving the Jim and the Holograms references. So, so Johnny, Johnny Guitar and Dr. Sax. Has anybody heard of Johnny Guitar and Dr. Sax? I know Johnny Guitar. Johnny but Guitar. That's, but that's just from Fallout New Vegas. Hold that a second. Let me lift these babies up so we can provide them some contextual information. So. Oh, please. <laughs> So, so Johnny Guitar and Dr. Sachs were actually in a band and they were kind of like petty criminals at the same time, from what I understand. Mm -hmm. And they both got their girlfriends pregnant, I believe. (laughs) And their girlfriends are like, you need a real effing job. Okay. Uh -uh. And so they're like, okay, cool. We'll start like robbing banks. Right. Because that's. Because that's, that's legit. Absolutely what you want to do when you've it's, got a baby in fact, out of the way. too legit to quit. They end up going to prison. Am I getting this right? I think I am. Yep. They end up going to prison, and then they run into this evil mastermind. What's his name? Like telekinesis, not telekinesis, something. Who gifts them with a magical saxophone that can like drive people crazy. And that's Dr. Sax. And then Johnny Guitar uh, has a guitar who like which delivers sonic blasts to people and so that's what they use when they go and play shows kind of like marvel no this is well uh i i'll I'll defer to you on this josh and this shows my my amateur nature here or lack of experience 
the first appearance of these uh, do of the duo of Johnny Guitar and Dark Sex is Dazzler episode or Dazzler number twenty, October nineteen eighty two, and they were opponents, actually some villains that Dazzler had to deal with. So we thought it appropriate <laughs> to oppose them to Dazzler for the purposes of our podcast today. So yeah, now that is excellent. That is perfect. And it is Marvel, but it's the musical version of an honest to God like pretty significant villain group in Marvel called the Wrecking Crew, who were villainous construction workers that Loki gifted with Asgardian, like (laughs) a ball and chain. And like, they're an actual, like, so the way that you describe it, I'm like, Holy shit, it's a musical version of the Wrecking Crew. That's amazing. Right, I mean, that's really fitting, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So after Johnny Guitar and Dr. Sachs, you know, they, they need some comrades in arms. So, have you heard of Music Meister? I have not. No. no. DC Comics character. DC. That's so, why. You know, we're, com- we're worlds collide here when Vandello comes up with a <laughs> superhero band. I guess. Oh, we appreciate that you guys are digging deep. Yes. Oh, I also got to. I also got to ask Big D. Yeah. Megan had mentioned that your wife was real big into comics. How much input? of this is, is your wife. Actually, I didn't, I didn't really tell her much because um, <laughs> she would take over. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, and I love Michelle dearly. I love her very dearly. At one point she unprovoked gave me an entire list of all of the Marvel shows and movies that I should watch in the correct order. And, yeah, she, yeah, and, and, and chronologically. like chronologically, she's a, she's a proper and, nerd. Yes, mm-hmm. and the way that like makes most sense story wise with some caveats and like notes and things, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> so it's Thank it's kind of like how you know that you're a great friend to bear when he either unprovoked puts on Dune when you mention you haven't seen the, the <laughs> miniseries, or you somehow, a Dune book appears in your house. That, has, that hasn't happened yet, but the graphic novel might appear in your house. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, actually, that's how Bear and I decided that we were best friends, because I met him, and I, how did we start talking about, I don't even know, how we started talking about Dune. Like, the first night I met Because I talk about Dune. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, I digress. Please go ahead. <laughs> well, so so music meister. So so this is an obscure character, uh, but oh, he's in uh, Batman. It, yeah, DC Comics. He first appeared. Uh, this is a newer character. First appeared in Batman: uh, The Brave and the Bold, number sixteen, April twenty twelve. Mm. So he is wearing a uh, basically his character is a is a cartoon character from what I'm seeing here, uh, wearing a zoot suit with music notes on it. And a half feather coming out of it, and the old uh, you know chain and uh, everything else. So uh, his abilities are vocal hypnosis mm. through singing, and he also has a conductor's baton <laughs> that shoots sheet music like <laughs> lasers. So, oh my god! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, Wait, I'm, this is I'm reading it what right now. This is what, I, 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 I don't I don't care. I'm in. <laughs> so, I feel uh, like a member lot, number two of, of the uh, villain crew. The villains band, yes. Villains uh, band. I feel like they basically try to hypnotize people because next would be Hypno Hustler, 
And Hypno Hustler has a guitar that apparently has the ability to hypnotize people. And I believe that his like shoes also have like gas. They expel. <laughs> <laughs> I think his shoes like expel gas to to hypnotize people. Yes, uh, knockout gas projection from his shoes. Yeah, but, uh, officially it says here. Yeah, uh, uh, retractable knives are also in the soles of his shoes. Okay. And, uh, so he's it, kind of like odd job with and, the guitar. Right. And this is Marvel Comics. Mm -hmm. And he first appeared in the spectacular Spider-Man number 24, 1978. Ooh. And his main ability is, this is very bizarre. I don't know what we're advertising <laughs> <laughs> everybody, but his main ability is hypnosis via specialized guitar. It's got to be a specialized guitar for that. So yeah, a lot of the so, people was he a hypnosis as a, as a thing. Was he a busker in the comic? Uh, uh, he, uh like a um. He, it, it says here like a straight musician or a hustler. I don't know. It kind of looks like he just like struts around in like a pimp suit, kind of. That was a phrase. That was a phrase I didn't know. A busker, because all I thought was Suicide Kings. Oh, put the no. mop in the busker. Oh yeah, no, no, sorry. Uh, was that a Chicago in? No, it's not okay. a Chicago. That's like no, what they're no, called. It's yeah. it's a it's a it's a street musician, and actually, mm -hmm. you can get a license. You can get a busker's license. Mm -hmm. So, in cities where it's illegal to just panhandle for money by playing music, you can get a license to play music in a public space and accept money from people who appreciate the music that you're playing in the public space. Yeah, it's really- uh, The more you know. <laughs> big, right? Do, 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 do. <laughs> really big thing in uh, Europe more yes. so, I think. Yeah, yeah. The US, yeah, busking, yeah. Yes, okay, so. <laughs> so our villain mastermind. Yes. No, uh, no, no, we have one, oh, wait, we we got have one, one more. more team member. One more team member for the villain band would be Fiddler. Have you heard of Fiddler? I feel like I, I feel have. like I have, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fiddler's a pervert. He fiddles. Yeah, that's kidding. <laughs> he fiddles himself like all the time, and and that's kind of why he's a villain. I'm just also kidding. called also called Three Finger Tom. <laughs> <laughs> no, he actually has a fiddle that again like hypnotizes people, and uh, he can like cause seismic vibrations. I think. Also. Well, it says here that uh, there's a lot of hypnotizing happening yeah, yeah. with this so he, His main ability is to mute. Th this is a DC Comics character. And his first appearance was in All Flash, number 32, December 1947. 47? Yeah. Wow. Good. In so a row? His main ability is to musically hypnotize people with irresistible violin music. Mm. So I'm seeing a one-trick pony entire side <laughs> of, the, of the villain side here. So this is just kind of how it shook out here. He also erects unusually strong supersonic waves with his magical violin. He also can exhibit musical mind control and beacon emission, whatever that may be. What is that? I, can, oh. I don't know, but my doctor emission. told me I had it once and I had to get it cleared <laughs> out. <laughs> There's antibiotics for that, I guess. Yeah. There were flashing red lights. There's a sound. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> okay, so really, all of our villains, our villain band, are really just it's, it's, poor, rejected musicians who are sort of sucked into the web of one Lex Luthor. Nice. Ooh, yeah. Who himself, don't know if he knew this, is an accomplished concert pianist. Yes, he is. 
Correct. So also, in, also president of the United States. Also. <laughs> also, that's okay. Fair enough. Point to make. So at, it, for the purposes of, of this uh, matchup with our hero squad versus our villain squad or team, uh, Lex Luthor has retired from his life of criminality, etc., and has taken up uh, trying to establish himself as the world's best concert pianist. However, he's found that there are several, there's many concert pianists out there that are actually better than Lex Luthor. So mission statement of the villain group, which is called the Musical Empire Corporation. Or, or MC, MEC. MEC. Mm-hmm. Has taken it upon themselves to rid the world of musical talent, leaving only Lex Luthor as now the best pianist <laughs> in the world. Best concert pianist in the world. So, viable, totally viable. Totally Makes viable. 100%. Makes sense. Yep. He's uh, an egomaniac, et cetera, et cetera. So some thought was put into this. We hope it, it cuts muster for the purposes of the of the podcast. So uh, that was amazing. So was unlike fantastic. unlike X Pac in WCW, you've cut the mustard. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, our mission statement for the Fortissimo Four is loudly defending the world from musical perversion. Ooh, I like it. I like it. You know, fortissimo, in musical terms, means like very, very loudly. Loud, yep. yes. Like a way loud. Yeah. So we're, we're loudly defending. Extreme loudness, yes. <laughs> I like it. Big D and Bear may be the only ones that, that get this, but if you take your villains and put them all together and you take your heroes and put them all together, especially with the addition of the guy that has the shoes, you have Hammer Man, which was MC <laughs> Hammer's cartoon hero from the 1980s. He had a Saturday morning cartoon show. And he had all of those abilities, <laughs> including firing sheet-like <laughs> lasers. Music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really? Oh yeah, no. Hammerman was horrible. Oh yeah, it's it's bad. It was it was all it was all in his shoes. Yeah, it was, it was magic, magic shoes. shoes, magic talking shoes. Oh, they talked. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they, they were, were such a, They were. Yeah. They had a life of their own. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much in the eighties, if you got popular enough, you got a cartoon. Well, yeah. That's why a... I didn't include you, babe, because I knew you would not you know Hammerman. I would not cartoon, know anything about a... that. Well, we, we must have we must have overlooked Hammerman because that would have been that would have been a, a wonderful addition. <laughs> Round of applause, sir. Yes. Get that man a drink, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All he's right. got several, that's why he's so funny right now. <laughs> Closing comments on the Fortissimo Four. I like it. I like it. I'm down. I'm I see subscribe it. to that comic, even though Dazzler's in it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Although you could have also an issue where uh, they have to enter a Battle of the Bands, but they find out too late that it's a Screamo uh, Battle of the Bands, <laughs> and she calls Banshee in. Oh. Ooh. Again, shades of Scott Pilgrim. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yep. No, I, I like it. In fact, that's that's yeah. how that comic should be drawn. Well, right. And that's Scott exactly, as style. soon as you started describing yourselves as a band and you had an enemy band, and I was like, this is Scott Pilgrim. This is fantastic. I am totally on board. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I, I went straight to Jim and the Holograms. I was like, this is... 
this is Jim, and these are the Misfits, and their songs are better, and they're going to get it. <laughs> Jen, do you want to take the next one? Sure. My team is unintentionally, I think every, every person that I chose, hero and villain, are all from the MCU. All of them are from the MCU, which uh, speaks to Josh's influence on what I read and watch completely subconsciously, I think. My team is called Hush. The team consists of Domino, Quicksilver, Spider-Man, and Legion. They are... I, I knew Legion was going to make it on your headed list. Up. <laughs> They're headed up by Black Widow. Okay. And I would have enjoyed the casting for these characters, some of them. Domino and Deadpool 2 was played by Zazie Beetz, and she killed it. She oh, was yeah. God, there is no other. She was amazing. Yeah. So she would definitely be my Domino. Quicksilver is the X-Men version of Evan Peters, mm -hmm. whom you might know also from American Who Horror Story. Who recently was announced that that actor, they mm -hmm. haven't said Quicksilver, but that actor is going to be in WandaVision. Sweet. So the big thought right now is, is they're bringing over Fox's Quicksilver oh, nice. into WandaVision, which is why I'm glad we have Disney+. Plus. Mm. Oh, also the new Fantastic Fours on Disney+, Plus Bear, so... Yeah, because I want to watch that again. I want to watch <laughs> oh, them boy. ruin another one of my favorite <laughs> villains all over again. All right, so my Spider-Man is Tom Holland. My Spider-Man will be Tom Holland forever until they have a, a um, Morales Spider-Man. A Miles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and Legion is, uh, Legion or David, David Haller, um, I would also cast as Dan Stevens, who played Legion in the TV series. Um, and Black Widow. Who else could be the Black Widow other than Scarlett Johansson? Of because she's she's fantastic. So um, to be clear, this is a movie. This is a movie. So Hush actually is an acronym. The members of the team, other than the team lead, who is Black Widow, they don't know that that's an acronym. It's just a cool name. It's Hush. Hush stands for Heroes Under Supervision by Heroes. Nice. <laughs> They're essentially. <laughs> The developmental team bridging X-Men and the Avengers. So the plot of the first movie is this. There's a woman who keeps appearing and wreaking havoc and then disappearing. So this newly formed team, they're tasked with investigating what the heck is going on because this woman is just causing havoc across the globe. So the team lead and the head cat herder, Black Widow, sees potential in all members of the team. So she's trying to get them to work together. Um, she calls in Beast, who will be played by Kelsey Grammer because he's the best. Kelsey the Grammer. only good part of X3, <laughs> other than Cyclops getting killed off screen. <laughs> <laughs> so th they're investigating. They have encounters with this woman. Turns out to be Ghost from Ant-Man and Wasp. Nice. Phasing in and out of reality. Quicksilver is the first one to discover this because he realizes that she's not just moving quickly. It's not that she's moving from place to place quickly. She just disappears. She just completely stops existing. And he would be the one to notice because right. he'd be able to see her exactly. if she was moving that fast. 
So Beast, once learning that from Quicksilver, cameo time, Nightcrawler is called in. Beast calls in Nightcrawler because he's able to teleport mm-hmm. to, to and asks for him to come in and give his expert opinion. My famous fuzzy blue dude. Right. So, yeah, so we can have, you know, that slightly innocent, slightly creepy Nightcrawler. Nice. <laughs> Cameo. But Nightcrawler is able to say, no, she is not teleporting. So they move on from that. It turns out that Ghost, the woman is not ill-intentioned. She's just not able to control the phasing and is using the incidents to try and attract attention to get help. Um, And the resolution is that Legion is able to match her phasing pattern because he can pop from reality to reality and, and control it. And then he can help her to have a happy life. We got a we got a Hollywood ending. Whoa. You're the only one so far that hasn't created like an adversarial setup, and I, I really right. appreciate yeah. that. I just appreciate the ability to put all of the people that I want to see in one movie. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Any other comments on the, I'm sorry, what was your name of your group again? Hush. Hush. Mm-hmm. Under like supervision it. by other heroes. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> Everybody needs a supervisor. <laughs> you know their supervisor. But I thought that, that I thought that Black Widow would be perfect for that because she doesn't have any like mutant abilities. She that the character that has been created in the MCU in the movies, she has the driest wit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also the ability to handle anything. Absolutely. She's in the middle of like being beaten and interrogated and she's like, I'm on, like, I've almost got these guys where I want them. Can you just, yeah, like, exactly. just give me like another five minutes and I'll have <laughs> right, everything. Right, 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 right. But she's no, also but, empathetic. Yes. You know? But her humor, like in mm-hmm. the, the example that you brought up when you were talking to me about it was Winter Soldier. Oh, when yes. she pulls up and goes, anyone know where the Smithsonian is? I'm here to pick up a fossil. Like, <laughs> that type of humor is perfect for this team because you have such snappy mm-hmm. back and forth. Yeah. Especially with Spider-Man being on there. Right. Well, and well, that was... And even David has like his own particular weird... I don't like to use this term loosely, but it's almost an autistic wit. Like a, a someone on the spectrum and the way that they interpret humor. Well, it's, it's David that, does they, that Yeah, well. they, they're making connections that you and I might not make, and, right. but actually find interesting or amusing. But I, I thought it would be interesting to have scenes with characters like Domino and Legion. Domino is just like, it is what it is. Right. You know, everything just goes my way. And Legion being like, I, ha, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> that is not how the world works. I yeah. make it the way I want it to be. Right. So, yeah. Right. And then and- Spider Man, just because. You know, Spider-Man. But Spider-Man is... They're all... All four of those characters have amazing comedic... (laughs) So this is the only team that pre-recording I had an inkling of because Jen, when she was coming up with it, has to bounce ideas. And I'm who she does that with. And when she said Spider-Man, so seven years ago when we got together, she was not a fan of Spider-Man at all. And I am a huge Spider-Man fan. And so it was just, it never was a character that appealed to her and whatever. 
Tom Holland's Spider-Man has completely... Well, and Into the Spider-Verse, too. Yeah. But I also have to give a copy. My mother loves Love Spider-Man. Spider <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Well, I guess that just... Before we get to that, I realized that I left something off of my list. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it is only a, a very minor part, but it's important. And that is who plays Dr. Doom mm. in the five seconds that he's going to be he's on, gonna, the screen. on the screen. Yeah. Christopher Waltz. So Christopher Waltz name? was the guy who played the uh, leader of Spectre in James Bond, in the, in the newer oh. James Bonds. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He is like villain. Yes. Like, he is, Absolutely. he is villain dude. And just all it'll take, because he's behind a mask, you're never going to see him without that mask, because god damn it. Right. I, um, I'm surprised you didn't choose Clancy Brown. Oh, Clancy <laughs> would actually be good, too. Give Clancy a role where he'll never die. Please. <laughs> oh, Clancy would be, oh, the Kurgan. The, the boys. The Kurgan. The boys. Yep. Anyway, sorry. No, you're fine. I I, I was just like, uh, what what are, we, what are we going for here? Oh, and then we got to talk about Doom. I mean, yeah, how do you, how do you not? It's one of your favorites. Yeah. It, I mean, as far as villains go, yeah. All right. So my group, surprisingly, uh, any of our listeners will are are probably going to be looking at this, going, um, well, we know exactly who's going to be on this list, at least one of them, and you're wrong. Nope, he the guaranteed Hulk. me. Yes, the Hulk did not make my list of my dream team members, and neither did Muad'Dib. So why <laughs> now? Why? Why? Because the the idea that I had for the movie and for the team, it just Hulk is not a team player. No, that is just absolutely like I love the Hulk, but like he is a standalone guy. Like that's why I love like when you got me those copies of Immortal Hulk. I'm like that's exactly what Hulk should be doing. He should be wandering around the countryside like. Either, Bill Bixby, yeah, sad Hulk music. Yes, either solve, like solving problems and smashing when he can't. My group is called Dia de Muertos. Mm, yes, yeah, I, I knew you'd love that. <laughs> it is consisted of Blade, um, who is going to be played by Winston Duke, which, if you're not familiar, was Mbaku from the Black Panther. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, all right. Um, I'm going to take Klaus from the Umbrella Academy. <gasps> Still, <laughs> sorry. Jen had a moment. I mean, we're talking about dead people. Like this, I, this oh, is what this group I'm so, does. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> and I'm gonna keep Carry Robert on. Sheehan. <laughs> I'm gonna keep Robert Sheehan because after seeing his performance, like he was just—he was my favorite character from the whole series. I'm gonna pull in Constantine. Mm -hmm. And how do you not do Matt Ryan? Matt mm -hmm. fucking Ryan, mm -hmm. come on. I mean, Keanu did a stand-up job as Constantine was not in the bad. movie. Was not bad. But Matt Ryan is what I see when that Constantine, totally. Right. Absolutely. He also wasn't the best assassin from Assassin's Creed. So. Matt Ryan voiced. Okay. Like, over, over our heads. Yeah. Right over the top of our heads. We're just kind of going to let that one sail past. I'm still tearing up over Klaus from Umbrella <laughs> Academy. <laughs> I'm pulling in... <laughs> Mazakim from Lucifer. Oh, nice. Ooh, all right. Po post Lux Fire, after the Lux Fire. Right. Down. Okay. She's gonna be played by uh, Jessica Yuli Henwick, who was the gal in Iron Fist, like the the female. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of, she wasn't really a female lead, but she had the other the other storyline. Right. The martial arts school. Not Misty. It was, oh, oh yeah. okay. She was actually a member of the Hand. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
um, ended up getting some of the power of the Iron Fist herself by the end of the series. These are the two that are probably really going to turn your head a little bit. So I've got Molly from The Runaways. Yeah. I got to have a super strong somebody. And she's going to be played by Amber Midthunder, who was Carrie Loudermilk from the Legion series. She didn't have a huge part, so it probably would be hard to remember. I'm also going to add into the group Wee Huey from The Boys. Nice. Obviously cast by Simon Pegg. And these guys basically, like their mission statement is basically retribution for large groups of deaths so it's this is going to be a movie um it would basically be probably a series of movies where they go through you know large accidents and basically get revenge for those that died their first the first plot line is avenging the plane crash that the seven didn't stop and their first antagonist being the seven from from the boys boys. wow nice nice yeah all of the i didn't cast i didn't cast the the seven for this just because I was like that's that's a lot of people and I really didn't care so much because by the end of it they're all gonna die they're all gonna get killed one way or another even if it's um you know down to what was the, I can't even remember the leader's name of the seven the superman version mr usa whatever yeah. his name was i love how dark you went <laughs> oh yeah i was just like no this is gonna be deep this is gonna be dark i'm I gonna pull it. out all the people um, that i've loved i've stopped crying about you adding class to the mix that's fantastic and had i thought of it i probably would have made something based on him instead of based on legion i still yeah, love Legion. really you love legion i love legion any final comments on any of the groups, any of the casting? I want to go to a show where the Vandellas band is playing. Yeah, Ooh. we invite you all to the uh, Battle of the Bands. Yeah, we got to talk about plugging. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's that's in real life. In real life. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys going to dress up as your crew? Okay, so, you know, um, as we were coming up with our real comic book dream team we're like oh my god we should come up with a vandello graphic novel and give ourselves superpowers and so stay tuned because that might be a thing that's happening excellent (laughs) that sounds amazing let us know if you need uh you know, I'm sure you have artist friends, but if you need an in or you need somebody to If do you it, need a yeah. comic writer, let us yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, we I've, will definitely keep that in mind. I will say that it was a spark of creativity that had suddenly a lot of force behind it. Uh, kind of like firework going off when we decided, like we said, hey, we should do this. And <laughs> we're like, yes, let's do Oh, and we can do this, and we can do that, and we can do this, and we can do that. <laughs> and of ideas and conversations. So... Once we decided to make it a band, then it was like easy. And we were like, why didn't we do this in the first place? Yeah. Because <laughs> initially, initially we had some other ideas. And it was just sort of like, why would all these people be together though? Like, I don't really know. And then we actually looked up an article of the lamest, what was it? The <laughs> lamest comic book superheroes of all time. And that's where we got, I would say, ninety nine percent of our team. So, and we're and we're really proud of that. You know what's really sad though <laughs> is is that musically, Marvel, DC, whatever universe you want to apply to, it seems that the musical oriented characters have kind of gotten the short end of the stick, mm. and that kind of saddens me a little bit. Like I'm not a DC or a Marvel aficionado, but. 
my goodness, uh, it, it was it was definitely uh, eye opening to see. So. Yeah, that they were all portrayed as like really lame. They were portrayed as the lame characters. So we're like, like oh man, on. but these are all of our picks, right? So. These are our people. And <laughs> <laughs> well, you took them and made something great out of them. Well, right. thank you. You know, we try. I'm so amused by <laughs> jumping in and like having that creative spark because now you know what it is to be part of the graphically novel team. <laughs> 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 Which you've been since the first episode. Yeah. So I'm glad that our listeners have gotten to experience Vandello as we have and not just through the theme. Although the theme may be the only thing that people are tuning in for. And it then... still really pops into my head. Like I'll be at work and I'll just be like wrenching on something and I'll be like, do, do, do. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we ever asked for. <laughs> well, I have to say, so when we got the first version and it was just Jared and Megan, Jared on guitar, Megan mm-hmm. on vocals, and there were all the do-do-do's were like, I don't know. How is this going to work? Like, is it because the do do do's at this point just seem like they take forever and they're like getting through. And then you add the D in there and you added uh, horns and you added, Oh my God. Like our theme is amazing. Yeah. Oh, we're glad that you like it. Yeah. Yeah. When you had, when we had the other graphically novel on for our into the spider verse episode, the first thing that the other Host of Grappling Elves. However much you paid for that theme, it was worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome! Thank you for telling us that. (laughs) We had a we had an absolute blast writing it. We had so much fun, and we recorded it in someone's living room. So you know uh, that just sort of adds to the fun. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. We've been at your shows. We've shown up at your shows where you play it as a as a special little and you always plug us so that's and then you know well you know we only we only play that when we see that you're there (laughs) (laughs) that's that's all for you man (laughs) so awesome do you guys have i know we're still in the middle of like pandemic life and stuff like that do you guys are you guys anticipating doing any shows anytime soon or you know uh, gonna be doing any recording we have some stuff on the schedule Hopefully it will pan out, but if it doesn't, we are in pre-production for our full-length album. Uh, Excellent. Yeah, which will be 11 original Vandello songs. Uh, it's going to be freaking awesome. It's kind of delving into like the electro swing universe, and it has like that Vandello tilt to it, which is like a little bit dark but still with a wink we're really excited about so hopefully that will be released here by the end of the year we're hoping yeah fantastic well we should also absolutely mention as we have a couple of times on the show that the scotch diaries Mm. your ep Mm -hmm. is available on well i get it through spotify right i've also bought the physical cd but you know if you can't get out to to iowa uh, we're looking because we've, according to our newest figures, people from New Zealand listen to us and people from Germany listen to us. Sweet, Ooh. awesome. So, we right. are global. We're gonna set up your international tour, Vandella. <laughs> what? Okay, so we kind of 
occasionally monitor our stuff on Spotify and stuff like that for the band and who's listening to us. And we have seen a couple people in Germany and New Zealand who are listening to the Scotch Diaries and we're like, do you guys know anybody in Germany? (laughs) (laughs) No, that makes total sense. You're welcome. (laughs) Yes, the Scotch Diaries is our debut EP. We recorded it at Blackbird Studio in Nashville uh, last year. And it's six original Vandello tunes. You can find it on Spotify, Amazon, Pandora, all the streaming platforms. Um, and our website also bandelloband.com. Awesome. awesome. Well, Sweet. and I have to say, uh, going down to Nashville, Jen and I were in Nashville the week before all of the pandemic craziness hit. And so when we flew down, it still wasn't at that point where airlines were refunding everything and, and whatever. So we went down and like that afternoon or that day is when everything with the pandemic craziness hit well we're already there we're not going to get flown back i don't think we're ever going to get another experience in nashville like we got because no lines like there were no lines we can go the only place that we couldn't get into was the breakfast place biscuit the yeah Yeah, the biscuit biscuit love Love. that was the only place that had a line everywhere else we could just saunter in and get a table we did like a ghost tour we booked a monster truck tour that uh megan you may have seen our pictures of us in the back of a monster truck normally they only do it if it's like 10 people in the back of a monster truck uh they just did it for the two of us so we got a two-hour tour where they went through well, the first thing we get in and the guy is like, okay, so what do you like? Because this truck used to be owned by one of the guys from Big and Rich. And like, and Jen, <laughs> yeah. Jen's first thing is, I don't like country music. <laughs> and so I'm like, whatever music she wants. And so they played old, old school, school hip hop. Yes. <laughs> yes. So we're driving down the streets of Nashville in a monster truck, bumping to... Uh, Beastie Boys and Run DMC. Run DMC. It was awesome. It was amazing. That's amazing. Fantastic. That sounds awesome. But I <laughs> honestly, there. next time, invite us. We'll be there. there. You Please. go. Then we'll oh, do it. Be yeah. So much fun. Because yeah, I don't think we're ever gonna get that experience in Nashville ever again. It's the one good thing out of this pandemic that, <laughs> yeah. I, that I can point to and be like, oh my god, that was kind of cool. Everything else has kind of been meh. I mean. Us working from home is okay, but you know, Nashville on a on a Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, was fast fun. pass. <laughs> like a Disney World fast pass. <laughs> All right, it's been an awesome episode, guys. We've loved having you. And thank you so much. We've been really we've had a ton of fun. It's been awesome to be here, guys. Thanks, Thanks for yeah. inviting us. We loved having you. And if it if it's not too presumptuous, I'm going to say take it away, Vandello. <laughs> Stays the same. Do, 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 do
I'll just get along. My mask is no different than yours. Pretty pictures on the screen, but nothing's ever as it seems. Do, do, do.